such a perfect example. He has already seen the Lord move so much. Mm -hmm. He knew, just as you said, that God was... Why are you doubting? That's like, dude, you know, like how many more signs, how many more wonders do you need? Just as the Israelites, they mm -hmm. just crossed the Red Sea. Mm -hmm. And then they're grumbling at Moses. As if they never experienced those wonders, those miracles, those signs that God performed. No, it wasn't enough. They were still grumbling, you know? Yeah. And so for me, it's like, man, dude, how much more do you need? But then looking into my own life, I know how much God has, you know, delivered me, changed me. Hi guys, thank you for tuning in to Think at the Well. Today we'll be talking about prayer life and more specifically what that looks like in our day-to-day. -day. Um, we'll be asking questions like, are we allowed to be angry at God in prayer and ask uh, him questions and ask, uh, demand answers and um, how long is too long to wait on the Lord. And um, maybe we don't have answers to these questions, but these are things that we are challenged with and these are things that we are working through. And I hope that this will be edifying to us all as we carry on in our day-to-day -day life. Yes, I have heard the term prayer warrior a lot, but what does it actually look like to be a prayer warrior? Because the Bible is talking about that we should pray at all times, which, how does that look like? Does that mean just in our thought life to constantly pray? Does that mean to, what, what, what exactly does that look like? And for this episode, just so you know, we might have more questions than we can provide you with answers. A hundred percent. But it is good though because that will stir up our minds and our hearts to strive to find the answers to these things we will not just provide you with a list of what to do and how to achieve a certain level of prayer life so that you can fly at night or whatever this is not our goal our goal is just to give you good content to think about to pray about and to grow in so vicky what do you think in the bible it says that we can approach the throne room of God boldly. Oh yeah, you're starting deep. <laughs> you're going right for the right for the uh, you know throat over here. I'm gonna hold it very tight. <laughs> well, I think uh, obviously in the New Testament it talks about um, us with the redemptive work of the cross and what Jesus has done for us. Um, that he has opened up that um, opportunity and ability for us to come to him and say and be able to address him and be able to um, yeah uh, ask him of things because we are his children and because of the redemptive work of the cross we have access to that and so we can approach boldly not in fear not in like oh he's gonna punish me right now which in the old testament obviously they had that fear um, and we know that through through what we see in scripture so I think that's beautiful and that's awesome that we have that but if we look at some Old Testament examples and there are several that I can think of but I want us to look at uh, one in Judges 6 uh, chapter 6 and I won't read too much but I just kind of want to reference what's going on Gideon is going through you know and battling and having Gideon all these is one of the judges yes of Israel mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and he's going through all the battles and uh, he has a pretty tight-knit relationship with God where he's we see that he uh, you know, asks God to give him signs for certain things. And that's maybe something we can touch on a little bit later on, on if you've ever had that, or if you, you know, think that that's a good thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, we know that, you know, he, he asked God for some signs and God, um, responded and through all of that, and I encourage you all to go home and read it. Um, judges chapter six and seven, we, we see kind of all of that played out. But one moment that really, really stuck out to me is uh, God is telling him, like, I've handed you these people, you will be victorious, you know, I'm on your side, fear not, go forth. And after seeing all these signs and after seeing God's faithfulness in all of the battles, he still is a human being and he still is working through what his physical eyes are seeing, the circumstance before him what his heart knows to be true, what his mind understands about God and his faithfulness, and also just his character, his characteristic of, of himself, his, his attitude and whatever. And so put all these together and he's saying like, God, I know that you've come through in all of these ways, but how do I know that we will win, you know, tomorrow? And God tells him, okay, go take two, send two um, spies or messengers or whoever into the enemy's camp. And when they enter the camp, you will hear them say, you will hear the enemy say, the God of Israel is with them. And when they hear that, they will, you will know that I, like you've conquered. And so he does that. And obviously they win. And these, these, uh, uh, messengers see this whole thing they come back and report and, and Gideon's like thank you God and in that I see so many things but one thing that I want to underline and talk about is that God knowing our human condition and knowing our heart like doesn't expect more of us than we can handle God gives us like the the assurance of his faithfulness he obviously can can encourage us and strengthen us and give us all these abilities to overcome whatever it is that we're facing but 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 can we still come to the lord and say god like i i know that you're with me i know that you have never ever abandoned me that you've been faithful in every circumstance but like help me in my unbelief help me in this situation to really really grasp that you you won't leave me even though we know that to be true because god has never left any of his children mm -hmm. can we can we come to god in prayer and say like despite everything that i know about you god just help me work through this uh, this unbelief or this this um fear that i have or this you know whatever it is what are you, what are your thoughts i think this is one of one of the parts of coming or entering the throne room in all boldness, right? Because what is the opposite of being bold? It's being scared. Mm -hmm. And so if you are scared to ask God something, then you're already not entering his throne room boldly, mm. right? Yeah. And so it can be anything. Like, I have a child. He's not afraid to ask me absolutely anything. You know, even if he knows that my answer at first will be no, he's not afraid to ask me 15 times in a row, mm -hmm. you know, either until he gets it or until I sit down with him and explain to him why 
why not or why he has to wait or whatever the situation might be but he's not scared to ask me anything mm -hmm. and this is beautiful i don't want my child to be scared of me i want him to respect me but not to be scared of me and this is kind of and god is so far greater than any parent kid relationship or anything like that it's really not comparable but it's just a tiny little glimpse of what it means to come to your father this is exactly what jesus has accomplished for us so that we can come and so we don't have to be afraid to come and say jesus even i i know i am asking you this for weeks maybe even months please you know I, I don't understand and just to come with that brokenness of yours understanding that you're a human understanding that your abilities your understanding is very very limited God is very unlimited we will never understand until we meet with him right yeah and so to come to him and to ask boldly and okay. to say, I'm no God, I, I still didn't get it. Excuse your servant, you know, <laughs> excuse your child, but I still didn't get it. You know, please help me. When I read Gideon, for instance, like that's such a perfect example. He has already seen the Lord move so much. Mm -hmm. He knew, just as you said, that God was, why are you doubting? That's like, dude, you know, like how many more signs, how many more wonders do you need? Just as the Israelites, they mm -hmm. just crossed the Red Sea. Mm -hmm. And then they're grumbling at Moses as if they never experienced those wonders, those miracles, those signs that God performed. No, it wasn't enough. They were still grumbling, you know. Yeah. And so for me, it's like, man, dude, how much more do you need? But then looking into my own life, I know how much God has, you know, delivered me, changed me, saved me, led me. All the things that you could possibly think of. And sometimes still when I am in a situation, I only see the trouble of that situation. Mm -hmm. I only see the problem that I am in right now. Not the past, not the future, not the left, not the right. I only see that moment. And the only thing that I can do is hold on to my father. And that's not a bad place to be. Yeah. So, you know, us knowing who God is and his faithfulness and all these things coming to him. But how about, okay, so hypothetically, what if in this situation, you know, Gideon is asking for all these signs and like God could have not given him these signs. Would he be less of a God? No. no. Would he be less assured or less confident or whatever of, of who God is? I, I don't know. Maybe these are you know, useless kind of questions, but practically in our life, how do we approach, you know, us wanting to talk to God, obviously, about our, our situation and then having this question before God, like, God, do I take this job or not? Do I, you know, move here or there? Do I, um, yeah, go on this vacation even? Like, what is, what is your will? Or how do I talk to this person? Or how do I deal with this situation? And us, us asking God these things, what part does like the guidance of the Holy Spirit kick in where we have to trust that the decision we have made in, in any given thing after prayer is spirit-led or we, what part do we say, no, I must wait for an answer? I can give, <laughs> I can't give you an answer. It is... Uh... It, it, it's a very good question you know it is a very good question I think 
you can take your requests before God to an extreme, mm -hmm. you know, just as you said, like talking to that person or whatever it might be, you know, you know that you have a clear mission. I, I'll just give you, I know this is maybe not what you meant, but for instance, sharing the gospel, that is our mission. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know that this is your mission from God. Go. The Holy Spirit will direct you. And it is not your task to convert people, but it is your task and it is a command to go and spread the gospel and go and share. It is not within your responsibility anymore. Once you shared mm -hmm. the gospel, how the person reacts to that, if that person comes back and seeks a conversation, perfect. If that person rejects you, mm -hmm. which most of us are afraid of, to be honest, then you can bring that before God, but yet you still know spiritually you had victory over your fear, you overcame and you did what you were commanded to do. When it comes to, Lord, shall I date that person? Or, you know, do I take that job? Just as you said, do I go to this college or to that college? I don't know if, if this is not taking it into like a certain extreme, you know? I know that we want to involve God in every decisions of our life, but then at the same time, do I wear black pants or do I just wear jeans? God, <laughs> but help that's me, a please, way different. Know? That's a way different question than you know. Do I move there or do I date this or do I take this job? Like obviously, when you're minimum, like when you're addressing these like little tiny things of like, oh, you know, should I eat this food or not? It, that's that's different, but. What about, you know, like I'm, I want to stress the, the question in saying like we as believers, as children of God believe and know that we in us dwells the Holy Spirit yes. and that we in our everyday surrender to God, allow the Holy Spirit to move and breathe within us and make and help us in um, the decisions that we make based on his guidance. Yes. So my question is how much of that, you know, and I guess, I guess I could, you know, even, even point to the fact that, you know, how come we choose to pray about one thing and say, nope, I will wait for an answer. Like, like a lot of people do, it's like, should I date someone? Should I mm -hmm. work there? Should I move here? Mm -hmm. A lot of these are, are big decisions. And then we pray and we choose to be like, nope until God answers I'm not I'm not doing anything and then in other decisions we're like oh yeah I was spirit-led and, and this and this so it's like how, how do we distinguish these and and yeah like we said at the beginning of the episode like a lot of these are just questions that kind of stir up my mind to be like well can we can we ask for more like of course obviously we can but but let's strive to that let's strive actually to be led and to know that I know that I know behind every decision that I make even the people that I welcome into my home when I host a dinner or um, a trip that I go on with friends that all of these things are spirit-led and that there's God moving behind them and that that decision is no less than me moving somewhere or working someplace absolutely I 100% agree with you let us look at Jonah mm -hmm. he knew God's will he knew he had to go to Nineveh yet deliberately he went the opposite direction, mm -hmm. was disobedient very, very consciously so, and went a different direction to flee from God and the responsibility that God had given him. Mm -hmm. Yet still, God used that for his glory. Yeah. Right? God still used that for his glory. 
all the people on the ship, once they tossed Jonah into the sea, they believed in God, mm -hmm. right? And so even for us, even if, if we make a decision, like let's say, I, and I do believe, I very much do believe, and I have experienced that in my own life too, that God can give signs when we're like desperately and broken are asking for that. For instance, um, before coming back to Jonah, I always wanted to have children. And then when it came to having children, we couldn't. And I was broken, broken beyond measure, really. And so one day I came home and I was so broken in my spirit, praying. And I know that family, marriage, children, that's all God's perfect plan, you know? Like he created that and I wanted that. I wanted that thing that he created. And so I was sobbing and praying and, and I gave him my broken spirit and mm -hmm. with confessing sin too, you know, mm -hmm. and I knew very much so I, I felt really unworthy coming to him. But at the same time, I knew that I had to, I, I didn't want to have any other option. I knew that the world would not soothe me or calm me down. I needed God yeah. and I wanted him. So I clung to him and I said, God, please help me. My family is sleeping in Germany, nine hours difference. You know, I couldn't call my mom. And that was super healthy and good because that led me to my knees. And mm -hmm. I spoke to my creator. And ever since, that has been a practice mm -hmm. of mine, which praise the Lord for that, you know. And so as I'm praying, I take my Bible and I can barely open my eyes because they're so full of tears. I could barely see. I only saw blur, you know. <laughs> and so I'm taking my Bible and I said, God, please please father just just t tell me something tell mm -hmm. me something in your word i had never done that before mm -hmm. and so i opened the bible sure enough i open up chronicles and i'm like great <laughs> you know why am i opening up chronicles give me psalms at least you know something but then i open it up and with my bare bare vision that i had i'm like reading tears are dropping onto my bible and i read that david so basically the, the prophet told David that he would have a son. And this is what I read. You will have a son and he will be a man of peace and you will call him Solomon. Wow. From all the places in the Bible. <laughs> That's unreal. <laughs> I open Chronicles, mm -hmm. the least book that you would expect to get encouragement from. Mm -hmm. And I read that sentence. Mm -hmm. I cried even more so out of thankfulness yeah. yet I still doubted it God gave me a clear answer mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. but I doubted it I'm like well what if what if accident well what if this you know like what if the wind blew in my room whatever you know <laughs> like I made up excuses and then one year one and a half years ish later I got pregnant and then I delivered a son I mm -hmm. didn't call him Solomon but I <laughs> delivered a son you know yeah yeah was that spirit led or what you know yeah and so god gives signs god gives answers god can and if, if it is his sovereign will to do so yeah. he can calm you down and his presence is just tangible to you mm -hmm. right but then it says in scripture that we have to look for that like a precious diamond mm -hmm. do you know how long people look for diamonds how they dig how much effort they put into that yeah. jesus or god says in the bible the thing that he requires is a broken spirit mm -hmm. so honestly if you're not broken about something and you're just like ta -da -da -da, you know while you're praying mentioning something mm -hmm. i don't know if you can expect a true answer if it's not a true request yeah but if you're really 
like spirit broken and you come before God and you pray and pray and pray with mm-hmm. a broken spirit, there's no way that God will not answer. Yes. yes. No way. That was really well said. Thank you. That's so, yeah, just bold and encouraging and clear, right? It's like if you are honestly, earnestly seeking the Lord, there will be an answer. So then let's emphasize that answers come in different shapes, ways, and sizes, right? So we know that, you know, obviously God could answer um, very, very clearly through a circumstance or through the word like you had in the Bible or through prophecy. We believe in the in the acting gifts of this, the Spirit yes. um, and through, through visions, through all that kind of stuff. But also we want to underline that an answer could be no answer, right? So the, the and, and why I say that is because sometimes we are praying like, Lord, uh, say for example, Lord, is this man for me? Shall, should I marry this man? You know, is this the person that you have prepared for me? And we're praying about this and God's not giving you feelings for this man you know, nothing is changing in the circumstances, this and this and this, and you're praying about it for a considerable amount of time. And like you said, you're earnestly seeking, you're walking before the Lord in a sincere way, you've checked your heart against sin, all these other things, yes. and nothing is changing in your heart, then that is your answer. No, this man isn't for you. Move on along, you know? And if, so what do you think about that approach? Because obviously there's the whole thing of like, well, people say, you know, wait on the Lord. How long do we wait? How long should I be praying about, you know, is this man for me or not, right? Is it one week? Is it a month? Is it a year? Oh, my feelings haven't changed in a week. Okay, I'm done with him. Moving on. Or do I, you know, pray about it for a, a, a long time, many months, and then my heart changes, and then that's the, that's the Lord's answer. And in that waiting, God has, you know, prepared my heart. These are all things that I find so, so fascinating and it shows so much um, character of, obviously character growth in you and faith growth in you, but also just God and his heart and his relationship with us and how in these times, um, God continues to just reveal himself in all these different ways. Um, But I think, and just kind of circling back to my, thoughts on the guidance of the Holy Spirit and maybe you can share your thoughts on that but I I truly believe if like you said you are walking before the Lord in a righteous way um, you've checked your heart against sin you're earnestly seeking in sincerity and brokenness before God um, that your heart you, you will know when the answer is what the answer is in your heart whether it is a no whether it's an s or whether it is a keep waiting and i know people who for example have prayed for healing and uh, on a sickness and the lord uh you know just keeps pressing their heart like just just to 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 continue praying and Mm -hmm. in that they have seen so much of god um be, be be revealed just through God still being with them through the through the 
pains and through the sicknesses because yeah we're in a fallen world and we're subjected to uh you know certain conditions right but yeah what are your thoughts on the whole waiting how long do we wait to hear an answer from god and uh it, you know obviously is there a time limit or not what where, what is your take on that that's a very good question i don't have a clear answer i guess but what i see in the bible over and over again is that when god speaks there is no way that you can miss it god even made a donkey speak for his glory right and i believe that and you might laugh if you're not believing you know the bible word for word but i do believe that the donkey opened his mouth and actually spoke to that man <laughs> and um it is if if god gives you a clear sign then you know and you have to write it down or discuss it with with friends or with you know leaders of your church or whatever to not let the enemy come in and then destroy your confidence in that because he can very much do that mm -hmm. just as when i opened the bible and it was so clear in that moment that i could not contain my tears for thankfulness and for awe mm -hmm. of how god speaks and that he did speak to me in that moment through his word and i was just you know beyond filled beyond it was like a perfect stage a perfect peace that i had mm -hmm. but man <laughs> the evil one was very fast to come in and try to snatch it out of me you know yeah and so it is very important that if you know in that moment like clearly you have peace you have confidence you are filled with worship for god would really the evil one give you that mm -mm. no he wouldn't and so keep this treasure this share it let others remind you of it when the evil one comes and tries to snatch it out of you so that you are strengthened because this is exactly what fellowship is all about to carry one another's burdens to pray for one another and to be joyful with one another yeah so do that because the evil one is just waiting yeah you know to oh, snatch it out that's so good sabine i think that's that's so powerful that you just again reminded us that when the lord does reveal something to you even in the waiting or even in the process of prayer you're just yeah getting encouraged and you're just saying press on press on god's got something for you whatever that may be um to, to share and to mm -hmm. ha use the the body of christ as it's intended to be to mm -hmm. share to witness to encourage you to edify you as you're going through this process and and um to not allow the devil to come in and steal that assurance steal that confidence you know um because yeah i think you know when yeah we look at our life practically and how often how how much we sometimes just throw that away you know we have had a special moment of revelation from god and we may have yeah been in this phase of like rejoicing and praising god for answered prayer or whatever and then we forget it yeah 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 so i think that's really really good that you reminded us of that because um man it's so powerful powerful to to use all the tools available to us to press on in this fight um so with that my friends thank you so much for tuning in i think there's yeah, some some healthy thoughts for you to think about be challenged by and obviously take these questions home to your dinner table and share with uh, your friends and family and see what people have to say about it.
challenge of the week guys mm-hmm. here comes our challenge write sit down by yourself try to be by yourself i know with family life i don't know what stage of life you're in right now but try to be by yourself take your journal and start thinking about those moments in your life in your walk and if you are just a, a convert a fresh convert and you you don't have much of that well start with 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 the very first time where you start with that moment of repentance Mm -hmm. right that is a huge miracle god changed your mind you understood him you accepted salvation that's a huge thing well that if you don't have that many experience talk to someone who might have like your church fellowship friends family whoever and get inspired by by those encounters or by those um answers to prayer or whatever it might be and start journaling about it well and if you do have at least one incident write it down start a journal Mm -hmm. start a journal and just keep on writing those moments down and whenever the devil comes and starts defeating you starts to sow all these lies around you you are able to go back to your journal you can go back to the bible as well it's god's living word but go back to your own experiences and say i will not forget this how god moved in my life and i will hold on to this and the devil cannot snatch it out of my heart yeah yeah and i just you know as you were speaking i wanted to remind us all that you know god is faithful and we know that in his word And so whatever it is that we may be going through, whatever season, even if it's a season of silence and where you haven't, you know, maybe had an answer for a really long time and you're saying, how long, God? Like, I'm exhausted. I haven't heard from you. I haven't been encouraged through through anything. Um, I, I just want to encourage you all to bring that before God and truly just share your heart with him. Like, God, I'm tired. God, I'm feeling weak and be vulnerable with him and he will fill you. He will because he is faithful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just share share what your heart is feeling, what your thoughts are like, God, why don't you answer me n- now? Or why why are you answering everybody else and not and not me in this whatever it may be? And even if you don't have answers to these why questions, you will have encouragement through Mm -hmm. any means necessary like god will strengthen you because we know his character through his word of god and through the promises that we have through the word of god that he will never leave you he is faithful and he is true to his word and so be encouraged by that my friends absolutely god bless you have a good week ciao